Hello, and welcome to Home Equity Bank's Mindful Money Podcast. My name is Steve Ranson, and for 20 years, I've been the CEO of Home Equity Bank. We're a federally regulated bank that specializes in helping Canadians, age 55 or older, release the equity they built in their homes. That money can then be spent any way you want, on renovations, travel, helping other family members, buying a home, or reducing debt. And as a bank, we have only one product, reverse mortgages. But it's a financial tool that can and should be incorporated into any conversation about long-term financial planning. With this podcast series, we want to talk about many of the broader issues that affect the financial well-being of Canadians. Managing debt, healthcare options, financial planning, real estate trends, and the impact of demographic shifts on the economy. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Home Equity Bank's Mindful Money Podcast. I'm Deirdre McMurdy. In this episode, we're speaking with Jason Mercer, Director of Market Analysis and Service, Toronto Real Estate Board. Hi, Jason. Hi, thank you very much. Now, what are some of the macro trends that have shaped the Canadian real estate market over, say, the past five years or so? Sure. I mean, you know, certainly from if you look at whether we're talking about the the the, the GTA or other major centers across the country, um, I think you know first and foremost we've seen you know relatively strong <clears throat> and improving economic conditions as we've you know moved out of the uh, the, the recession certainly after two thousand and nine, um, and and so you know you saw consumer confidence improving. As uh, you know, the labor market got back on track. We saw the unemployment rate trending lower, and so the, you know, obviously, to, to purchase and pay for a home over the long term, um, you know, people need to be confident in their ability to uh, to make those major payments over time. And employment's uh, a big part of that, and the underlying um, economic factors there. Uh, obviously, on top of that, too, has been the fact that uh, home buyers continue to benefit from from very low borrowing costs, and and so from an affordability perspective, you know, when you think about the majority of, of home buyers in Canada are purchasing the home with some form of down payment um, and then making those principal and interest payments over time, you know, obviously uh, low borrowing costs, you know, factor in. And so, you know, it's not surprising that in, in many centres across the country, the GTA included, that we, you know, we did see an uptick in, in, in sales, particularly 2015 and 2016, when we saw, you know, consecutive record years in terms of uh, sales through TREB's MLS system. Well, sales, yes, and also prices, Jason, as well. Uh, So how would you describe the current state of the Canadian real estate market? Some people say, you know, it's due for a correction, that it needs to cool a little bit. Uh, Is that something that you agree with, or are there other factors to consider there? Well, and you're you're right. I mean, you know, we've talked about the, the, the demand side, but um, you know, when you're talking about home prices, I mean, that, that's really the confluence of demand and supply, the mechanism that drives uh, price change over time. And, and uh, you know, certainly conditions were in place to, to, to see a lot of people looking to purchase a home. The issue was over the last few years, um, at least until the, 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 the first quarter of 2017, is that, you know, we were seeing a real constrained supply. Um, and, and particularly in the low-rise segments of the market, so like detached homes, semi-detached, and townhomes, where in a lot of neighborhoods throughout the GTA, 
you know, it was really hard for a, a would-be home buyer to find a home that met their needs. And so as a result, there's more competition between buyers um, and, and that led to uh, an accelerating pace of price growth. And I'll point out that even after uh, the announcement of the provincial government's fair housing plan, when we did see a bit of a pullback um, on, on the demand front, we're still sitting at about two and a half months worth of inventory. And, and, and from an historic perspective, you know, you're still sort of right in sort of balanced market territory. And, and so the concern on our part is, is that, you know, the, the, the provincial government has, 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 has dedicated time and they're looking at uh, uh, ways to increase the housing supply over the, over the longer term. But the issue is, is that over the next year, similar to what we saw in Vancouver, if we start to see some of these buyers at least moving back into the market, we could see actually tightening market conditions and uh, an acceleration in, 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 in price growth again. So it's important though, even though the headlines have been focused on demand and the fact that we've seen sales dip over the last mm -hmm. few months, by the same token, you know, the, the supply issue remains there. Now you were very specific about detached, semi-detached, and townhomes. Mm -hmm. How distinct is the condo market? It seems you can't turn around in any city in Canada without seeing massive construction everywhere. Is that market very discreet from the kind of residential structures you were talking about earlier? Well, I'll tell you, like if we were doing this interview, say, three or four years ago, we would have been talking about the concerns in the marketplace about all, you know, the record level of, uh, of construction activity going on in, in, the, in the greater Toronto area. But now, if you look at that, uh, uh, that marketplace now or that market segment, it's actually the tightest market segment. Um, in, the, in, in, in the greater Toronto area where you're seeing still year-over-year -year price growth uh, in the double digits. And so if we hadn't seen that high level of, of construction and ultimately completions uh, in the marketplace, it would even be tighter. And I'd argue that you know, price growth would even be stronger because there's a lot of demand uh, um, you know, focused on that, uh, on that component of the market. What does Canada's aging population pretend for both supply and demand? I mean, you were talking about the importance of making sure that's balanced. Uh, are people staying in their homes longer? Does aging in place and, and sort of the emphasis that's being put on that, in many cases mm -hmm. by provincial governments, because right. it is a more uh, economic uh, solution, uh, does that have broader implications for real estate markets? Well, certainly, I mean, one of the things that we do um, on an annual basis uh, is undertake uh, um, some consumer survey work, and that kind of uh, complements the statistics that, that we're able to gather through uh, um, TREB's MLS system. Um, and, and so one of the things we're able to ask is, is, you know, are you looking to, number one, do you own a home? And number two, are you planning to list that home for sale um, over the next year? Um, and, and if you looked at sort of, if you break that down into sort of broad age ranges, you know, one thing that, that, that came out of that survey uh, was that, you know, those people age 55 plus um, actually had sort of, uh, were on the lower end of those intentions to, to, to list their, their home for sales. So I think when you, I think when you look at that, um, you know, it may suggest, number one, that, uh, that, that, that people are looking to, to, to stay in their home uh, longer. But also, number two, I guess their, their, their lifestyle may not be as much in flux as, say, you know, younger households and maybe looking to, uh, you know, their, their, their housing needs are, are, are changing a little bit faster than, than say, they would be at the, at the, at the other end of the, uh, of the age spectrum. And, and looking forward on that same topic, 
Is there a potential issue as this huge cohort of boomers starts to downsize and maybe starts to downsize all at once? Well, it's interesting because if you, if you look at where a lot of the price growth was over the last couple of years, um, it was more so focused on sort of low-rise home types, so like detached, semi-detached homes. You know, given that a lot of our polling, if you look at what people are intending to purchase, even though, you know, condominium apartments have become a lot more popular, especially if you think about the city of Toronto and some of the sort of condo nodes, if you will, in the, in the surrounding GTA, you know, there's still a lot of uh, uh, younger households that, you know, ultimately will be focused on that low-rise segment of the market. And so, you know, it, it very well could be that if you see um, some more aged households listing, you know, low-rise homes for sale that, you know, that could satisfy some demand in that category and they may be looking at, you know, other housing alternatives, whether it's, uh, you know, higher density low-rise housing or, or the condominium apartment segment as well. Now, have boomers who got on that property ladder decades ago and, you know, paid what now seems almost a ridiculous price for their homes. Have they been the primary beneficiaries of the of the housing boom that we've seen over the last five, six, ten years? Right. Well, and, and certainly a lot of the individuals uh, um, you know who are fifty five plus now um, would have been very active in in the uh, in the in the housing market, either from a first time buyer's perspective or you know say an early round move up buyer's perspective back in the. Uh, in the early 1990s. And so, you know, after the recession of the late 1980s, early 1990s, um, and, and, and we saw a bit of a flat line in terms of home prices, we've seen a pretty sustained period of time since then of, uh, of you know, uh, steady price growth, stronger in some years than others, but certainly steady price growth above the, uh, the, the rate of inflation. And so certainly, you know, if you were purchasing during that period of time, even, uh, and, and gone through a few, you know, shorter-term economic cycle since, you know, you've certainly seen, you know, a substantial increase in the value of your home. Uh, there's no question that household debt levels in Canada are at record highs. What is the relationship between those record debt levels and the real estate market? Uh, are people reaching a little bit to buy and furnish a home? Is there some other dynamic at work? Well, you, you know, if you think about you know, the purchase of a home. Number one, it's true, and we hear this a lot, that it's, it's, a, it's the single largest home purchase that, you know, most households will make uh, um, over, their, uh, over their lifetimes. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, they're, 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 they're purchasing that home with a down payment, but then obviously, you know, paying for it over time as well, which makes sense because you're also gaining utility from that home over time. You're using it over time. And so, you know, if you think about, you know, statistics that are, for, for example, published by the, 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 the Canadian Banking Association or Bankers Association and look at, you know, uh, the, the, the default rate or, or share of mortgages and arrears, that has, you know, remained very low from an historic perspective. And so I, I, I think while certainly purchasing a home can result in, in, in a sizable mortgage in some cases, um, you know, I think Canadian households often aren't given enough credit for managing their, their household balance sheet and, and certainly making those sustained uh, payments over time. Well, that's a good point. Although interest rates have started to creep up a little bit, still very small, but the Bank of Canada is foreshadowing that that could 
you know, incrementally climb over time. At what point does that start to have a bearing on the on the real estate market, or is every case unique? Right, and you know, so every year uh, Treb publishes a, a market year in review and outlook report, and 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 one of the things we do is provide you know a, 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 some some forecast guidance a, a, at least over the next year. And certainly, you know, some of the scenarios we were looking at was 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 the fact a you know we've seen already changes in mortgage lending guidelines, which often can have a similar effect to to raising interest rates because you're changing the way at which people can access uh, credit. And number two, you know, we were anticipating. You know some changes in borrowing costs over the course of, uh, of 2017. Now that's come to pass alongside some you know pretty substantial announcements from a policy perspective as well. And so uh, I'd argue that you know those two together you know have certainly influenced people's decision at least on the on the short term. And, and we do have you know some buyers on the sidelines. But that being said, you know we 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 polled. Uh, um, uh, consumers after the provincial government's announcement, and obviously following, you know, the, the uh, federal tweaking to mortgage lending guidelines as well in May, and we are still seeing, uh, you know, strong consumer buying intentions. And so I think while we have seen, you know, some buyers move to the sidelines, I think it's reasonable to assume that at least, you know, some of those people are going to move back into the market over the next year or so. And we, and we saw a similar situation unfold uh, in Vancouver, albeit that was before uh, we saw the uptick in, uh, in, in uh, uh, the Bank of Canada's target rate. And finally, Jason, are there some emerging market trends, especially when it comes to that older homeowner? Well, and, and one of the things from our from our May consumer survey uh, work is that we 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 are starting to see uh, a, a shift towards more like like denser. Uh, types of, uh, of, uh, of housing. Now, some of that could be based on pricing alone because obviously, you know, the, the detached market segment on average is the most expensive. And so people looking at purchasing a home regardless of age range, you know, are, are taking pricing into account. And so they may be focused on, you know, uh, different segments of the market. But I think it's reasonable over time as well um, that you may see, you know, more aged households, uh, um, you know, looking at other options within the housing market too. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jason. You're very welcome.